This is Miller's Edge on Tide by his critical post-game comments from Sunday's loss to Seton Hall, saying he wasn't ripping his players. He was describing why his team lost the game. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. TBC North got it going down, bro. Have you heard that song yet? I have not, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's all over social media. No, no, I like that. That was nice. I like the like that today on the new music. There you go. Enlighten me, Noah. Who is that? Oh, uh, that's Mooney Long. Mooney Long. Uh, Mooney M U N I. Mooney Long. Hey, well, you recently Mooney started Long. using TikTok, so I'm surprised you haven't heard that song yet. I mean, it literally is blown up on on TikTok. I like it though. The beat was like, you know what I mean? It's catchy. I, I like, it's catchy. I need to like get out of the suburban and get into the convertible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a talking Tuesday. Just riding around in the, in the, in the whip. You know what I mean? Just cruising. The sun's out. Beautiful day in the 60s here. I mean, that Mooney Law will be hitting. For sure. Appreciate that, Noah. Welcome back, by the way, to the, uh, Good old sports talk scene. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, you heard the DJ Noah behind the glass. We got you here for the next couple of hours right here on the Tide. And, of course, a lot of things to get into on the program today, Christian. Of course, we threw that question out there yesterday. Caught a lot of fire, man. That thing about, <laughs> you know, that's why I love questions. We call this talking Tuesday, right? But as Steve Spurrier used to say this when we covered him back in the day. And he always would say, he said at SEC Media Days, he would say in the off season, he called it talking season, right? Because all it is, is talking season. Everybody's talking. You got all the changes. You got coaching changes. You got now you got uh, the portal and player changes. And I mean, it's just, it's just constant. Things are happening. I don't know why. So, you know, yesterday was like craziness after we get off the air. I mean, you know, two coaches hired. We talked about that. Uh, then Coach Inch left with the Tennessee. Then just right away, an hour later, you know, came on the board, replaced him, which tells you that they already knew this was coming, right? All this stuff is already – these things are happening behind the scene, right? That's why I don't really get into all the coaching stuff and trying to – listen, it's going to work itself out. It feels – it just does, 
right? Because we know with coaches, all this stuff is happening, right? There's a reason why Alabama doesn't just go out there and put out these welcome to, you know, the tide. and Because I think some coaches are, are unsure. Some coaches have things going on. Uh, we know these things to be fact. So you don't really get caught up into all of that. You just... I mean, not for me. I think for me, I just respond once I see it. But um, yesterday was definitely a doozy. I mean, you know, you got two coaches signed. You get an offensive line coach. You get, uh, you feel those voids. You think your staff is in place. And boom, there you go. And just going to Tennessee. We talked about him uh, yesterday a, a little bit, how we like, we like the last coach. We did mention that. So now he's gone. Um, now he's replaced. Uh, with the guy that you are very familiar with, and I'm sure you're going to talk about him, and you got a great relationship. You know that whole situation with the new coach, the coach of backers. Um, so this this is what it is. It's talking season. It's moving season. Kalen DeBoer uh, got the staff now at least today at 12.06 Central Time. It's intact. We don't know what's going to happen before the show's over, <laughs> before the day's over. Anything can happen, but we will get into some of that. But, but uh, again... Uh, the question mark, uh, the, the question that I put out there yesterday was was very popular, and I did put another question out there on that. Did you do a question? Yeah, I just I I, I feel like we kind of hit that before. I mean, but I mean, you could ask it again. Go ahead. We didn't really hit that. I mean, I, we kind of. I mean, you might have mentioned it, but we didn't like take it to the people with that. But but with all these changes, you know, I was just sitting there thinking. I'm like, you know, should this year just be a, a pass? You know, do you just give Kalen DeBoer a pass for 2024? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously. And we're not looking into our crystal ball and going, oh, this is what's going to happen. They're going to be 8-4 and four or, you know, 10-2. and two. We don't know. But if, in fact, if it's not what you think and it's worse than what you think, it's just a year where Kalen DeBoer, you go, you know what? The GOAT left. All Hades broke loose. You know, coaching changes. You know, he lost two of his main offensive coaches. You know, he had to do a lot of different things. Do you give him a pass? I mean, do you have a built-in pass for Kalen DeBoer? And I think it's a fair question because there is a lot going on. I mean, it's, it's year number one behind the GOAT. And who knows what's going to happen. So, I, I you know, do you build in the pass? Not, even though Bama fans may not say it, I do believe that there's a built-in pass. Because if it's not the way they would like or the way they would think, they're going to say, you know, hey, it's the first year. What you expect? That's all, That's already there. So I just threw it out there on X today just to see what people thought about that. Because, you know, you just, you know, there might be a pocket of people that zoned in and said, hey, you know, we're ready to ball. You know, we're going to ball out, period. We got dudes. We're ready to go. They might be that pocket of people. I don't know. But I, I just think, I just think when you look at the overall and what's happened and all these coaching changes and player changes, uh, now, you know, today, even last night, you know, we got uh, some more guys from the portal that's coming over uh, from Michigan and Washington. We'll talk about those guys here in just a moment. What does that mean for the Tide? I mean, so there's a lot of different moving parts, all I'm saying. Do you just go ahead and build in an excuse for year number one based on changes? That's kind of what the question 
insinuate. Well, well I, I don't necessarily know if you call it, you know, pass or. I mean, just because here's the thing. I mean, even if you're a more recent Alabama fan, I mean, if you remember back in 2007, Coach Saban's first year, you know, he went seven and six. Right. Uh, the following year, he made a couple of changes. You know, Major Applewhite was his first offensive coordinator. He had Kevin Steele as defensive coordinator that year. Following year, you get Jim McElwain as offensive coordinator. And then you have Kirby Smart and, and Kevin Steele, I guess, like as co-defensive coordinators. And they go 12 and two. Then obviously they win a national championship his third year in 2009. So my answer to that, that question was, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it, uh, the pass, I think it's just being realistic that, hey, there's been a lot of turnover, both with players and staff. And, you know, even though it's a little bit easier to to have a quicker turnaround in today's game because of um, the transfer portal, NIL, all that stuff, like we know that we've been talking about it over the past couple of years. Nowadays, a coach can get in a program and turn it around in, in record-breaking time, right? Before it was like he needed several years to get his guys, to get, you know, his culture established. Now... We've seen, um, hell, I mean, even Kalen DeBoer at Washington, you know, I mean, he was able to, you know, hit the portal, you know, get a couple veteran guys on his roster that, that filled some key pieces and, uh, they turned that Washington program around quick. Now, obviously Alabama's a different scenario. You're not necessarily turning it around because, you know, we've been the, the mecca of college football for quite some time and we're the pinnacle of college football, right? But at the same time, I still believe, um, you know, I think you got to be realistic knowing that there's definitely some change. Um, so to answer your question, I, I wouldn't necessarily say pass, but I, I think a lot of people will kind of have realistic expectations. Now, with that being said, seven and six is not going to cut it for this fan base if we're just being transparent. I know Coach Saban went seven and six. That was a different ball game, right? Coach Saban didn't have the same guys, same quality of players. They didn't kind of already have this foundation that was built at the time, right? I know if you go way back in Alabama history, there's plenty of rich history, but I'm saying at the time when he got here. Um, so that being said... The, the seven and six that people, you know, kind of let Coach Saban have his first year is not going to be quite the same just because it's a different scenario, in my opinion, with the quality of players and what's been left here for Coach DeBoer. Even with, I mean, if you want to call it an influx of players, I heard him talking on, you know, Greg and, and Max show kind of about that majority of the guys were in the portal before him and his staff got there. He made it seem like there was only a few guys, uh, that left once he kind of got to meet with them. And I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe he's right, but I feel like there was, I feel like it might have been like double digits since he may actually, excuse me, what he said was majority of the guys were in the portal even before Coach Saban retired. Um, which he would probably know better than me, but I felt like at least from an outside perspective, it felt like it was after Coach Saban retired that there was a bunch of guys hitting the portal. I know there were some guys before he retired, but I thought it was like six or something. And then it just, increased after he retired and, and all that stuff. But I, I don't know. But with that being said, I think that's what people are expecting. I think the floor for them or for Alabama fans, uh, us as a fan base, would probably be nine wins, right? And I think that that's understandable if, if, if they – I think they'd be – I think they'd be understanding of that, right? Um, I think anything less, you definitely probably catch some criticism because they're going to say, hey, we got all these good players, you know, blah, blah, blah. But – that's, those are my thoughts on it. But I, I, I truly believe that. I, I, I think the more I hear um, about this staff, at least Coach DeBoer and some of the people that, that have been here and um, just kind of what they're doing, um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more and more optimistic and kind of I'm, I'm liking kind of what's slowly kind of brewing, right? Um, just because for the people that I've talked to, um, I know we were kind of wondering kind of how the 
um, recruiting would translate. And so far from what I've heard, man, uh, this, this recruiting staff that they've put together is, 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 has hit the ground running and it might not be showing up with a bunch of commits that you're seeing, but, uh, from what I'm told, they're extremely active, right? They're doing their due diligence and, and they are deep out, they're out there deep scouting talent. And to me, that, that's a great sign. You're talking about, you know, they just got here not too long ago. They're already hitting the ground running and, uh, doing their due diligence in terms of carrying the tradition of, you know, landing top recruits. So again, I think t- they're taking all the necessary steps. Now we're going to, you know, dive into some of these culture changes and talk about that too. Um, but, but I'll be honest with you. And I know you always say I got my crimson glasses on, but just, just from what I'm hearing and kind of things I'm seeing, I think they're taking the necessary steps. And I, I think they're actually, even in this first year, I think they're going to be a lot better than, you know, a lot of people actually think. I mean, you got to think they still have a very talented roster, man. And as long as they can continue to establish that culture with that, which that's what they're doing right now, doing the fourth quarter program. I love that, you know, that, that's still called fourth quarter. They're keeping that consistent. That's what, and I, I will say that's one thing I really respect about Coach DeBoer is it doesn't seem like he's coming and trying to change a whole bunch. You know, it, he really respects the foundation that was here. He wants to, you know, add on to it as he should. You know, he's a new head coach, uh, but he's not looking to, you know, can do a complete overhaul and, and, and just completely, you know, gut things out. And, you know, I, and I think that's the right, right thing to do. So that's one thing I respect about him. And I, I really like what I'm seeing in terms of him kind of respecting the foundation and wanting to build off of it. So I think, I think that's good. And then like, uh, I'll give you an example. I just mm. saw today and this is something small but it's I, I think i think it will be big uh in terms of recruiting and just within the locker room so ronnie clark you know ronnie you're good friends with his dad and his folks uh his former teammate of mine who played at clara so his sister is a hairstylist and she does she's been doing uh guy i know it sounds funny saying she's been doing the guys on the team's hair for years but you know a lot of guys have dreads braids and all that but she's been doing the hair of football and basketball players here for years and I just saw today that they actually, I don't know if you call it hired or they're contracting her to pretty much be like the, the team hairstylist. Because remember, we had the barbershop built, but I don't know if people understand this. They built that barbershop at the complex, but we couldn't really use it like you would think because before NIL, we couldn't get free haircuts. So they'd basically have to pay a barber to come and then we'd have to legit just pay the barber, which is fine. But it ended up kind of fading out and nobody ever used it because it didn't work how people thought it would. But now with NIL, they can just pay Ariel or they can pay a barber uh, to basically just come in there and work there. And then guys can get their hair cut and done for free, I'm assuming. And I'm sure that they'll tip them or something. But what I'm getting at is that to me is awesome, right? Because, you know, Ariel's been doing that for years. Her brother played football here. They go get her to do that. And I, I think that's going to stuff like that to me. Uh, shows that, you know, they're, they're taking steps in the right direction and they, they, they know what they're doing, man. Establishing a culture, working with recruiting, uh, kind of basically what I'm getting at is revamping the barbershop. So that, that got me excited because that's a great opportunity for her. And I think it's huge for the players. That's something that a lot of guys are going to love. Cause you, like I said, man, a lot of guys, I know you, I know you got the ball head now, but you know, I got long hair. She's, she's done my hair before. She gave me some nice braids. You know, a lot of guys have dreads <laughs> and stuff. She's going to have them looking right. And now she can do it right there in the barbershop. So little stuff like that, man. I like that they're taking advantage of that. Well, you got to cater to, you know, who's in your locker room, and that's what's in your locker room, and kudos to those folks that know uh, how to make that stuff happen. So I think that is uh, critical stuff. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, of course, you know how much 
I love uh, the Clark family, so kudos to them for, for allowing that to get done. We'll talk more about the transfers coming in. What does that mean? We'll continue to go with that question I threw out there. Does this team get an automatic pass on year number one based on all the changes that has transpired? We'll talk about that. Uh, and I've been delving into a little bit of this Womack defense, this 425, and you know, talk more about that. How will that change based on what Nick ran and and the personnel that's here on campus right now? So we'll dig a little bit more right here on the Middle's Edge on the Tide, twelve fifty, twelve thirty. Excuse me, WTBC and Tide one hundred point nine. Download that free app. A lot of good stuff right there on that app. Two L U M E deodorant dot com code two 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 and get an extra five dollars off a Lumi starter pack. That's L U M E deodorant dot com code two two two. Tide one hundred point nine Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today sixty three. Clear tonight. The low thirty eight. Tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. The high sixty nine. Thursday increasingly cloudy. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night. The high seventy one. I'm Jay. Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Black is Marilyn Manson. Better cash advancing. Get this right in the Pull the walk out the pantry. Take a sip and I'm dancing. She bought the sack of pants. 1221 on a dial here on a Talking Tuesday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller. My man Noah behind the glass on the wheels of steel. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9. Uh, you can leave your thoughts, comments, questions right there. Also, we'll get into later on in the program, maybe hour number two, uh, the college football confirms a new 12-team playoff format approving a 5-plus-7 model. So we'll talk about that. Uh, with automatic bids for the five teams plus seven at large. We'll get into some of that. What does that mean? How does that look for Bama? We're talking about on that French nine, ten win that a lot of us thinking that they're going to be at. So we'll talk about that probably in our number two. Christian talking a lot about his excitement with what Kalen DeBoer is doing with this football team. Christian, I want to uh, hear from him a little bit in just a moment because he was on with uh, Mac and Cube. That's some things I do want to talk about, uh, about what he said uh, in that interview. Um, but um, listen, you talk about the recruiting. Uh, we talked about the importance of the transfer portal, right? The importance of finding those guys. I mean, when that stab became available, I, I just kind of tweeted that old boy, Morgan and said, hey, this is your guy. I mean, you're at Michigan. You're the GM. You got to go get these types of guys. Now, he's not the, the number one guy. He started with four games, I believe, uh, for Michigan last year. Played in the national championship game. A good football player. We talked about uh, needing to hit that portal uh, as far as filling bodies, getting some depth. Uh, he not going to just walk in here and start, but he definitely can play. <laughs> he you know, might he definitely with how thin we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, but I mean, with the rotation, you would think probably not, but but maybe. Um, and, and the word is that they're going to look to get uh, another uh, player as well uh, in that secondary because we talked about this defense and one of the areas that they got hit hard with Caleb Downs leaving, especially. Big loss is at the safety position. So uh, I think that was a really good get for them just even if he don't start, I just think you need bodies when you're talking about employing a four, two, five. I mean, you two need ten secondary guys that can be available to play right away. So I think that was a a good get for them. The tight end is a whole hum for me. 
four catches. I know it's a lot of yards, but, um, uh, yeah, it is what it is. They got a full tight end room. Uh, you get another body there, special team. So, I mean, I, I see how that could work. Maybe he, you know, he knows the system. So that, that helps you there too. So he can definitely help, help the tight end room. But, but, um, nothing that's, you know, you're calling home to mama about this, this, this kid coming to your program. But, but, uh, I do like how they utilize the tight end in Caleb DeBoer's offense. I mean, you go back to the national championship game to walk on tight end. They talked about who was very instrumental, not just in the title game, but, but uh, against Texas as well, I think he was even bigger against Texas, how they utilize the tight end, you know, stretching the middle of the field, you know, those just uh, kind of just blocking it and checking out late. To, uh, I like how they did that with the tight end. This kid was a walk-on, not the one we got at Alabama, but I'm drawing a blank with the kid's name from the uh, bowl game and the championship game. But, but you know, that's a, that's an area where, where they will use, I, you know, we, we always talked about Nye Black and his ability to stretch the field, how Alabama and Tommy Reese never really utilized that. Um, so uh, hopefully they get get to a place where when they got a full tight end room that they can be able to uh, uh, to use that. But talk about Christian Inge. I mean, your thoughts on that. I mean, we were talking about him some yesterday before he bolted to Tennessee. Uh, and then the replacement, because I know you have a, a relationship. He recruited you. You know about his prowess there. Uh, just talk about that whole situation and what that means for the Tide. Uh, well, I don't know much about William Inge, if I'm being honest with you, other than you know, he came. Not Inge, but I'm just saying but the replacement. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, was, I was getting to that. I was just saying I, I can't speak too much on Inge because I, I personally don't know too much about him um, other than, you know, he came from Washington. But um, I'll say this, though. You know, Christian Robinson, who's – uh, expected to replace Coach Inge. Um, he recruited me to Georgia. I think he was probably a GA at the time uh, because he's a former player. I mean, he played at Georgia 2009 and 2012, I believe. And I came out of high school in 2014. So, yeah, I was on visits there in 2013. So he probably immediately, I'm guessing, kind of joined that Georgia staff. But um, really cool dude, man. And I, I think it's a good hire. I, I know some people – um, probably from other fan bases, which they always do this, whether it's Florida, Auburn, saying it's a bad hire. I don't know where, you know, what makes them say that now. I'll be honest. I, didn't, I hadn't necessarily followed his coaching career, um, much. I know he coached at Auburn. I know he coached at Florida. I know he filled in as interim DC at Florida, I believe. And maybe some people didn't think he did the best job at that. But here's the thing. We hired him as an outside linebacker coach. We didn't hire him as a defensive coordinator. So with that being said, I, I think he'll be a great fit. You know, he, he played linebacker in the SEC at Georgia, a guy that's going to be able to recruit extremely well this area. He's been in the SEC. He's a younger guy. Uh, he's got good energy. Players are going to really enjoy being around him. So that's why I think is a good hire. Now, again, like I said, from a coaching perspective, I, look, I, I'm not – I don't have the analytics. I know people have these coaching analytics and they come up with ranks and stuff. I, I don't know how that works. Can't tell you much there, but – uh, I, I can say that I, I do believe that uh, he's going to be a great asset here. I think he'll do really well here. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good pickup. And, and to me, um, I'm sure Coach Inge probably would have been fine maybe. But, I mean, I just I, I don't think his track record was the greatest in my opinion. I know he came with DeBoer. But I, I, to me, I think this is a better fit and a better hire. Um, and, again, I, that, I, that's, I, that's me saying that without knowing too much about Coach Inge, but just from knowing – uh, Christian Robinson and and uh, knowing his, his SEC background, I, I think it's a good fit on that defensive side of the football. It, it, it is interesting to me, though, 
uh, that Coach Inge decided to leave. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's really a lateral move, almost a downgrade because he's going to Tennessee to coach linebackers, pretty much the same thing he was doing here, but he would have been at Alabama with familiar faces and Coach DeBoer and had a, <laughs> obviously a much better program. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and then the fact that they were able to replace him almost immediately, you know, they announced Christian Robinson, it seemed like 10 minutes later. Now, I don't know if that's a case of they maybe said, hey, we'd almost prefer Christian Robinson. I, I don't think that's the case, but who knows? I definitely thought the timing of everything was kind of interesting. But, yeah, that's what I got about uh, about Christian Robinson coming in. I, I, I'm excited for him. Um, I think it's a good pickup. I think he'll definitely uh, do, you know, a, a phenomenal job here at Alabama. The other thing I was going to point out, too, is um, Coach Saban spoke in Birmingham yesterday, I believe, and uh, I think he was asked about Kane Womack, and he basically said, you know, he speaks with him every now and then. I guess he's expected to actually meet with him this week. So that got me feeling good. Again, and it's not that I don't have faith in um, Kane Womack, but I'll be honest with you, knowing that Coach Saban, with his expertise, I mean, being arguably the greatest coach of all time, and, you know, he's a defensive guy, right? That's That's his expertise. Uh, that makes me feel good knowing that he's going to kind of be in Kane Womack's ear and can kind of help, you know, assess his plans and, and give him some guidance, give him some advice. Now, I don't think he's going to completely change his whole system, but I, I, I feel much better knowing that Coach Saban's around and can kind of guide him and navigate him and kind of give him some ideas on how he played things, right? And I think if he can take some influence from Coach Saban and kind of learn some stuff and kind of implement that into his defense – I'm not going to lie, that might be that balance that we were talking about. You you like to play a lot more zone. You think things should be simpler. Obviously, Coach Saban's system is you know, layered. It's, it's a lot more complex, but it gives you a lot more diversity and can attack things from all angles. Uh, but maybe he'll take a little bit of that influence and how Coach Saban you know, ran and operated his defense and added to his, the Swarm D, and we'll see kind of a, a little bit, you know, kind of some shifts on that Swarm D that, that – Gives it that balance that I kind of was was hoping for. So that also got me excited. I didn't know if you had seen anything about that, but um, that's kind of the game plan. I guess Coach Coach Womack is going to you know lean on Coach Saban from time to time for some guidance. So got to feel good about that having the goat in your corner, especially when it comes to you know defense. Yeah, I, I, you know I've heard that. We, we we got some sound. I'll get that to uh, know for sure because I want to talk about that as well. So a lot of different things we'll get into. I I just don't know that. Um, that's going to be a big in-depth thing. I think it just might be just, hey, let me just have your ear for a minute. And uh, what uh, Womack and his 425 defense, we'll get that, that because I really want to delve into that a little bit more on the outside of the We already got a couple of app messages when we come back. I'll allow Noah to read that and see what we hear from the people. And uh, take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Again, download that app. It's absolutely Free. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support expert. Go by Midtown Village and see the good folks over there. Douglas and the gang will take absolutely great care of you and get you ready to rock and roll. Try before you buy. You got hip pain, knee pain, back pain, all of that stuff. I'm telling you right now, Christian, I can tell you better than anybody with that pain. But when you try the Good Feet orthotics or inserts, They'll change your life. More to come right here on the Tide 100.9 here on the Talking Tuesday. We'll be back in a moment. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports for a Would You Rather Wednesday. 
And we're going to look at these Bama coaches that have left the staff. The word out there is Bama doesn't have great coaches, but everyone seems to want our coaches. So, hey, we'll talk about it. Would you rather have coaches that people want? We'll also highlight the Kroon family, and we'll look at Bama versus Florida and the prediction and what you have going there. We'll also bring in Scotty Holland, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministry. Those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports. Generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Something that I'm missing, maybe my head for one. What's worse, looking jealous or crazy, jealous or crazy. Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Oh, they don't love you like I love you. All right, we're back here on a talk of Tuesday, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, hanging out here with you on a Tuesday. Beautiful weather here. Christian, how's the weather down in T-Town? It's great, man. Sunny, feels feels nice outside, man. I, I, I needed it to warm up a fight uh, a few days ago. It got too cold again, man. I, I'm ready for spring weather. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like even this yes. past weekend, like at the baseball and softball games. Matter of fact, speaking of softball, I forgot to say this. Uh, shout out to Coach Murphy in that softball program, man. They, they hooked me up with the uh, season pass to come hang out and watch, watch games. So I give them a shout out. Like I said, we'll get them on here, uh, soon, but it was fun going to that game, but it definitely was cold this past weekend. Yeah. I think the weather, uh, is getting ready to break. You remember the, uh, groundhog saw it, didn't see a shadow. So That's it's right. going to be early. <laughs> All right. Let's go to some app messages. Ty 100.9 free download. Noah. Uh, we got some uh, couple two on here right now. Let's let's do those app messages real quick. What we got? Yeah, we got an app message from uh, RK. He says, "You really think a coach DeBoer will coach like he has a pass this year? What do you think he's gonna you think he's gonna do that? Gonna take the easy way out? No, he's not gonna coach like he has a pass. I mean, who would do that? Oh no, King. King. I mean, <laughs> he's coaching to win. He's coaching to win a championship. But my point in saying that, RK, is that. Knowing what they had to go through, knowing that when you lose an all-time great coach Saban, right, a lot of things has happened. So do you have a built-in pass for him as a fan? Not him, not the players. They don't, they're not preparing to lose. But from a fan perspective, do you say, hey, if they go eight and four, which can happen? I know a lot of you don't believe that can happen. You think that they're just going to show up and be, it's going to be the same thing. We know anything's possible. Carry on. So if that does happen, if it's an eight and four year, do you, are you going to be that person that says, Hey, you know, it's all good. We had this happen. We had that happen. He took up for the goat. What you expect? Blah, 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 blah. Is there a built in path? Which I think all fans already have that, especially for year number one. And it's Nick Saban. You replace it. It's just not Johnny Smoke. This is a goat. I mean, so, uh, you know, I was just wondering because, I mean, there has been a lot of turnover. You expect turnover, but did you expect him to not have grub, to not have all these coaches that have left him, that came with him? That's three coaches that came to Alabama with him that said, you know what, thank you, but no thank you. Right? So, uh, an important coach. So that's what I'm saying. Um, RK. We have another one, North? Yes, we got that message from KJ. He says, uh, he's talking about DeBoer as well. He says, the thing I like about DeBoer is he's not stubborn. You don't have to pull teeth to get him to listen to you. The fact that team leaders like Malachi Moore can pick up the phone and call him and say, 
uh, Coach, check the support staff member because we don't do things like this at Bama. And he listens. is huge. Uh, so that's just uh, KJ talking about DeBoer. And uh, he says, not sure if you guys caught Womack's uh, Yale Alabama interview, but I was shocked to hear him talk about his plan to use parts of 3-4 in nickel still. Um, so they started a national championship, blah, blah, blah. So I was about to say, so I, I wish KJ was on the phone. So Because he, he basically was uh, insinuating that Malachi or some leader on the team would call him and say, hey, almost not. Just kind of remind him, like, hey, you might want to check this guy about something. Um I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to or if that's just a hypothetical, but I, I, I have no doubt they can definitely call him and talk to him about anything that they're concerned with or that they feel needs to be addressed. So I, I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm curious though if there's a specific instance he's referring to, uh, to the second part. What was that second part? No. Oh, he said that the, uh, Kane Womack. And I'll be honest with you. I did not catch it. Um, if anybody's got a rerun of it, let me know. Uh, cause I, I got this Alabama up there. Are you subscribed to Alabama? No, but on Twitter he posts it. No, no, no. I, they don't post it. Or you got to be a, a member of Alabama to watch it. Oh, okay. I thought I saw something. Yeah, no, no. They just no. They post the link, but you have to be a member. Um. So yeah. So, oh, so they charge you for the interview, basically. So basically, yeah. Like they, they've been interviewing coaches and players uh, as as a part of the Alabama subscription. Smart idea to get you to subscribe. Uh, but no, I did not watch it. But no, I, we've heard that too. And, and that's the thing. I mean, nowadays defenses have so many multiples to them, or most of them do. So that doesn't shock me. I mean, if you, if you really look at a system technically, it, honestly, the, with multiple defenses, they all, they, they can kind of merge and mold all into each other. Just like, again, our base defense was on paper a 3-4. But I, I mean, we really, Probably were only in a three-four actual defense, base defense, maybe. Dude, I mean, probably, oh, probably less than ten percent of the snaps. Honestly, I, don't, I highly doubt it was even ten percent of the snaps, right? And that's probably excluding field goal, <laughs> field goal block. Excuse me, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to see what he had to say about it. But I have no doubt they're going to kind of mix things up. I mean, you, especially with the personnel that we have. I mean, you, you have a, a room loaded with young outside linebackers. I mean, I feel like you'd be, you know, you'd be, you'd be hard headed not to find a way to implement guys like that. So yeah, no, that, that's good to hear. That's again, personnel, that's not my issue. 425, that's not my issue. I, that, it, we basically, we've been doing that. My thing is more so the integrity of, of coverages and kind of how you attack stuff like that. That's more of kind of what I'm curious to see how that looks. Cause that's the main difference. When you compare these defenses, the integrity of the coverage is compared to how, you know, our philosophy on coverage is during Coach Saban's tenure with his system. But uh, I'll definitely try to go back and check that out. Was that all of them uh, for now, though? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the point, I mean, if we make so much of this 425 is what I want to, and we got people on hold till the phone, we'll get to those. But here's my point, you know. Because the 425 has been around. It's, it's not like it's some, uh, extravagant defense. All it is is nickel defense, right? right? It's back in the day when, when, when we all, most everybody was regular, which means 21 personnel, two backs and one tight end. You put your regular defense in, which is only a 3-4 and or a 4-3, four down line, down linemen, three linebackers and, and vice versa, three down linemen, four backs and 3-4. And then you go nickel, which means one guy subs in, one guy subs out. Normally it's the, the Sam back, which is what I played. Yep. And if I wasn't that fluid, fast guy and couldn't cover down on space on a wide receiver, which you're going to get with three wide receivers.
years when they go 11 personnel, one tight end and one back, right, you go 4-2-5. That's nickel. That's five defensive backs, two inside linebackers, and four defensive linemen. It's not some big deal, right? And it's just based on how you choose to play. All right, so if you you can play four two five against regular, some people do, Correct. right? If you got if you got to circle the Sam backer or the money guy or the safety type, whomever, whatever you want to call him, whatever defense verbiage that they use, that guy you circle, right? Because if you got a big enough guy that can play in the box, you can play four two five against regular personnel all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Right now, if you got a smaller guy that can't play down in the box, now you're going to have problems. And, and this is where I'm looking at Womack, Womack's defense. Kane Womack's defense is how is he going to play four two five? If it's going to be more base and zone coverage, which means you're going to de- you better have four studs at defensive line. The only way you're going to be successful. And playing base in a four-two-five, which is nickel, by the way. Look at the people behind you in the church and say nickel. You better have four dudes that can get it done. Because if they can't play the run, if they can't play on the other side of the offense, if they can't get extension and get off blocks, you're going to get gashed in the running game. Now, what people do to offset that, a lot of coordinators, what they do is say, okay, because we're undersized, because we're small and we got smaller defense, defensive ends, especially in Bama's case, right? When you look at Will Anderson Jr., when you look at Dallas Turner, when you look at Chris Braswell, those boys that's 250, 240, that's playing basically defensive end or slash outside linebacker edge, well, again, whatever you want to call them. Well, those guys are not typically, even though Coach Saban and his staff did a great job of teaching how to play one-on-one blocks. Well, when you get tight end in the game and you're facing double teams and you're facing traps and pullers, and now that's a whole nother game. And that's what you're seeing with these offenses that are showing 11 personnel, but yet they still running regular run game. They still running traps. They still pulling linemen. They still making those smaller undersized guys kick out. They still making that safety star, whatever spur, whatever you want to call them. Right, come up and take on offensive linemen when they're scraping, and you're getting beat, Christian. This is the problem I have with being a true four-two-five. That's why Coach Saban, you know this better than me and anybody else. That's why you were were multiple because of the run game, right? And then if you get too big, and then if that guy can't play in space and can't cover in space, you know what teams do. They run a lot of bubble screens. They run. They run a lot of quick game, right? Because they know that they circle that guy and they attack that guy. So we can talk about zone coverage and match zone, which Nick Saban loved out of his defense. But the bottom line is, those four guys up front, those are the dudes that makes the difference. Whoa. And to me, right now, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, the only, only counter I would say to that is a lot of people, when they do run nickel defenses, they have a lot of movement. They run a lot of paths, right, a lot of stunts. To kind of That's what I'm saying, they run. move them around. Correct. So I'm not 
too worried about that. I mean, I, that, that. No, you need to worry about it. No, no, because I mean, I, I mean, honestly, even at Alabama, we've been playing nickel versus regular a lot of the time, right? We, we, I'm telling you, like we play nickel versus silver. If you go look, watch how we played Georgia, right? Georgia ran a lot of regular personnel. They, they come out in 12 personnel, you know, dot. I mean, not really 21. Nobody really runs 21 anymore. But, you know, 12 and and, and stuff like that, multiple tight end sets. And we always were. We were in nickel, right? And and the biggest thing was you just have to have your star has to be physical enough to play the run. That was was the biggest thing. Somebody like Malachi could do it, right? Then you got to have a a safety, somebody like Caleb Downs, who's a a sure tackler. You got to have a Brian Branch, right? Those players are, are critical when you are, you know, operating out of nickel defenses. And, and that's, I think that's what they're going to do. If you, if you listen to them talk, I mean, they're big on like hybrid guys. Like he, I think I saw something where he was saying they look for, uh, what was it? Basically, they, they basically move guys, was it basically forward? So they might take a safety that's a little too slow to be safe or too big or too slow to play safety. And they put him at linebacker. They take a linebacker who might not be, you know, fluid enough. To, to play linebacker, you know, to be a stack backer, then they move him up, put him at defensive end or outside linebacker. So with that philosophy, it, it makes sense. And I, I think, look, he, he's been running his defense. I mean, he has a plan. I'm, I'm not that concerned really for all that. Personnel-wise, that, that to me will take care of itself because we've been doing that. As long as you, you play it right and, and, and you adjust correctly. Um, but me, again, I always go back to the coverage. Y'all are so casual. Y'all, man. Who is y'all so casual? I just I know how defense works, and I'm just. I saying, know I'm, you know, I ain't too much worried about it, but but I'm saying I'm, you know I'm not too much worried about it because I mean number one, I'll be I hate to say it like this, but like my life is is going to keep moving regardless of what happens. Okay, like like I have, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a huge Alabama fan through and through. I want this team to win, but I'm not one of those. I don't bet. I'm not. I'm not going to break no TVs over nothing. Like. You know what I'm saying? It's really not that that deep to me. You know, I hate to say it like that, but what I'll tell you is I know how football works, and we've been running nickel or, or you know four two five, however people want to phrase it, for the past several years, ninety percent of the time, and it hasn't really been an issue playing the run. That's what I'm saying. It's yes, it has. The last two years has been a major issue, dude. All right, go look at go look at your numbers. But that that's not that has nothing to do with that that's not listen offenses are operating out of 11 personnel 10 personnel like what i'm offenses are totally different now you look stupid if you go out there with a 3-4 defense and you're playing against these these air raid offenses these these uh you know what i mean like these pass happy offenses like the 3-4 defense isn't really i would hate to say it like is it, it's only for when you're playing teams like a georgia you're playing teams like a Hell, I don't even know which SEC teams really play a lot of uh, pro or, or regular personnel. It used to be. It used to, it used to be when I was here, LSU we played regular, Arkansas we played regular. Sometimes Auburn because they get those jumbo sets, we'd be prepared to play regular. But then they had a guy like Nick Marshall who you had to adapt. That's what I'm saying. Like really, there there used to only be about three. Maybe four SEC teams that you'd play every year that you'd really kind of gear up and get in regular. But honestly, towards the end of my career, in the past several years, I'm telling you, 90% of the time, you're in nickel. That's what I'm saying. I'm not concerned about that. To me, it's not the, the personnel. That's not the problem. The, the thing I just, like I said, it goes back to the coverage philosophies because I think that's a big deal. And as long as they're, you know, like you said it, you think that if they simplify things, it might need kind of a, a facelift. No, it does need so, a facelift. So uh, no uh, this might be that. So I don't. So I don't. I don't understand why you're so 
concerned. No, my point is, I'm not concerned. The point is to to draw up. No, I'm saying you don't, as a fan, you don't go, I'm not. No, my point is to this, you were because (laughs) they have struggled there in the run game in nickel when they were in nickel. And that's that what might, I'm saying that might court. not have been the personnel scheme. That might have been the actual legit personnel, meaning the players. You always talk about the yeah, line. That's of what I'm saying. Okay, that's but, but that's, the word. Not, that's, that's why not I said the scheme, though. That's, that's the why scheme. I said that's the front talent. four concerns me. The front four concerns. We got to hit a quick break. Come back. We'll go take a phone call before the top of our break. We'll deal or text deal to 511-511. Text deal to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today 63. Clear tonight below 38. Tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. The high 69. Thursday increasingly cloudy. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night. The high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 205-342-9904, the number for the program. Again, thanks for joining us here on the Miller's Edge. Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. To the phone lines, Ellis, welcome in. You lead us off here on a talking Tuesday. Good evening, sir. Morning still. Yeah, roll call. Oh, no, what is it? Evening or morning? I'm confused. Evening or okay. afternoon. <laughs> it's afternoon. There we go. Yeah, it's afternoon. Roll tide, by the way. Roll tide. Uh, member. I, I, I couldn't have nothing to eat this morning. No coffee, nothing. I had to go, uh, yeah, I had to go have a uh, scan, a PET uh-huh. scan. Uh, oh, go, man. Uh, well, it's where they check see if uh, the cancer is still gone. So we pray for God that it's gone, brother. Yep. I I think it will be, but they they had to that um, shoot that old contrast in you. Yeah. You know they jab a big fat needle in you, and then they do that. So uh, mm. I've ate, but you know it just you know you don't feel good after it, but it's all right. Uh, well, kudos to you for being here today, listening and on the phone, brother. Yes. Yeah, uh, I was going to give uh, a grade yesterday. You know, y'all was giving out grades yesterday, yeah. but uh, what'd you, you know, have? That, what ha- Well, before what happened, I was going to go with a B minus. Uh, yeah, you and Christian about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just have to see. You know, uh, we'll see. Come uh, spring football, and then. Uh, We'll really say our first game. You know, yeah, I think it's really hard to give a true grade until we see. You know, we can't even judge it by spring because they're not going to be full that full throttle. You know what I mean? So, I think you know the grade for sure. I, I'm, you know, my grade now is based on coaching hires and recruiting and things like where they are today. Not even so much game. You know what I mean? Based on what Cam the boys done up to this point, that's why I said C minus, just because of all the turnover, especially with his own coaches leaving, which was not, which, which was not expected. Yeah, and then one left yesterday that was right. You know, do you think they knew that was going to happen? Yes, because there's no way that you go hire another coach in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. You know, I just wasn't yeah. quite sure. 
Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was something already in the works, and, and they knew, and he already probably reached out to the guy, and uh, you know, uh, you know, the coach from Tennessee, the friend of mine, actually spent some time in South Carolina, Gene Tate Mary. Um, when he left, I mean, that job's going. I mean, I think it's been reported he was going to be gone a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, they knew they they, they had that, uh, had an idea that was going to happen. That's why he was able to hire somebody so fast. Uh, and then uh, was going to say something about the basketball team. You know, they looked uh, they looked mighty good over the weekend. Do you think they're going to wrap it up? It's a done deal for them. You think anybody can can Auburn, can South Carolina, can Florida, Kentucky run them down? You think they're going to be the outright regular season champs? I do. I think they are too, and uh, I think that they will beat Tennessee. Coming up, and I'm going to be there for that ball game. That's right, Tennessee's the, the right. The Tennessee is the one team potentially that can catch them. Um, I don't worry about South Carolina. I think they're going to have a tough way to go to finish. So is Kentucky and Florida, but Tennessee is a scary team. But I still think Alabama wins outright. Uh, and the Bugs lost, so that was good. Yeah, the Bugs done. Yeah, they thought, you know, they was going to beat Kentucky, you know. We're, going, we're at home. We're going to beat them. I mean, they didn't even leave. They didn't even leave through the whole game. So that just made it even better. You know? Well, the thing is, though, Ellis, everybody else was down on, on Kentucky as well. I mean, they lost, what, three home games in a row. I mean, they had just been, uh, you know, so everybody was like, well, you know, and we knew. That place at Auburn is freaking crazy. I mean, it's hard to win there. You yeah, got to give them yeah. credit. They have a crazy home field or home court advantage, I should say. And uh, but kudos to uh, Calipari and Kentucky going in there and getting it done because that's not an easy place to go and win. Yeah. Uh, and uh, y'all, do you ever listen to a group called uh, Alabama Shakes? Yeah, they country, right? Oh, she's good. Uh, you need to listen. You need to pull that up and listen to it. Well, you know the DJ's on it right now. When you said Alabama, yeah. it's called the, the Alabama Shakes. No, it's Alabama Shakes. The DJ Noah, you familiar? You like them, Noah? They're good. I think they're good they're from from here. So they're from Tuscaloosa, T town. Oh, just just from Alabama. Okay. I think Mobile. Oh yeah. Oh, one of them dudes that's going to be like. Live hours from Atlanta and say you from Atlanta. Yeah, she the lead singer is a woman born. I mean, she can bail her out some notes. I'm I've heard of him. I just don't. I'm not yeah. uh, familiar with the song, but I know yeah, my man. Know uh, it, he keeps me up my music. Oh, well, I know y'all like a shit. lot of. I know y'all like a lot of music and everything. So I thought I'd uh, throw that. Yeah. In. Well, keep me up to speed, man, and I pray again that. Um, your scans will come back negative, and uh, yeah, and I will know that. Um, I will know that next Tuesday evening at uh, three o'clock. So I'll be sure to call in that Wednesday and give y'all the uh, well the result. Yeah, well, you know, you got a brother in Christ that's praying for you, my friend. That's uh, believing God for the best. That's for sure. Yes, sir. That's I leave it up to him. Amen. He got you, brother. He is. He has got you. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you calling, man, and get get some rest. Yeah, and always remember, you got to have some good Alabama gear. You always got to go to Alumni Hall.
Absolutely. Alumni. You know the drill, Ellis. Alumni Hall, Midtown Village. For your latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear, the hat wall, Yeti products, all the sweaters, sweatshirts, polos, you name it right there at Alumni Hall. The best stop to Alabama gear and to shop. Again, alumnihall.com with the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Check them out now. If you're local, head on over to Midtown Village right now and go get you a nice little Alabama polo hat, t-shirt, something. They've got it right there at Alumni Hall. Appreciate you, Ellis. And tank tops. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll tide. Oh, yeah. Alumni Hall got tank tops. They got jerseys. Yeah. They got the baseball yeah. jerseys. All that good stuff. I ain't Hall. wearing no jersey because it's, it's a man law violation. To I put don't blame you there, but I, I meant, you know, yeah. you know, baseballs. I just want to, I just want to tie it. I want a tie tank top with that new logo because I'm down at a 2X right now. So I'll probably get me something. Good for you. You know, man. make me look like I'm big. All right, we're going to hit a timeout. If you're on hold, stay right there. 205-342-9904. We'll take your call. We're coming right back to you. Got to hit that top of the hour break. More of the edge just around the corner. Back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. Longtime Patriots special teamer and 10-time Pro Bowler Matthew Slater announced his retirement on social media. He was drafted by New England in 2008 and spent his entire career with the Patriots, winning three Super Bowls and is the franchise all-time leader in special teams tackles. College football playoff presidents unanimously approved changes to the 12-team playoff format to include the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams that will begin in the 2024 season. And in soccer, According to BBC Sport, French star Kylian Mbappe is set to sign a five-year deal with Real Madrid, making $12.8 million per season, plus $128 million signing bonus that will be paid over the next five years. Mbappe has... ...for $3,000 in cash. Visit Pearl River Resort for a chance to win your share of $88,000. Must be 21 or older to play. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 2703 6th Street, downtown, T-Town. That's on our cigars. Go see Reagan and Randy. Check them out. Beautiful day like today. You want to sit on the porch, get some good TV in, look at all the great news and sport news, and hear about your great football coach, Kalen DeBoer, and the Crimson Tide. Go see Reagan and Randy. Get you a nice cigar from the best humidors in all of the Southeast. If you're in a, a nice little adult beverage, they got you the best bourbon selection in the Southeast and many other to choose from. You can do it right there just around the corner. 27036 Street. That's R&R Cigars. If you're not there and you like smoking cigars, you like relaxation and you need them shipped to you, we got you covered. Go to the website rnrcigars.com. Use that code word, the Miller's Edge. They'll ship them to you absolutely free. You will be glad that you did just that. Check out Reagan and Randy at R&R Cigars. 205 down to four, the number for the program. Again, a lot of good app messages coming in on the free download tie 100.9. 
Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's go to Romulus, Alabama. What's up? Hey, how y'all doing today? Good. Like Tommy. 50 grand. Like 50 grand. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Ellis called in and shared about his situation. We should be thinking about him and praying for him. So I'll keep him in mind. We got him covered, brother. We we going, we going believe in teamwork and prayer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to change my grade from yesterday. Shocking. Yeah, it's very shocking. I'm going to go unsatisfactory. I'm going to get my incomplete because you know what? They can't even put masking tape on their shirt and write their name on it before they out the revolving door. I have never seen anything like this. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I listened yesterday, Ron Fowler, I'm like, he said, well, ask me to give a grade and don't swear at me. I said, I'm not giving no more freaking grades. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I gave him a C- minus with you yesterday, but... <clears throat> They haven't started the course. It's like the first day of class. Oh, man, I rode in school. The first day of class, I dropped two classes. Ugh, party, party. <laughs> I don't, you know, it just blows my mind what's left of it. I mean, really. Wait a minute, Tommy. Tommy, slow down for a minute. You said they can't do with masks. Say that again. I said they leave so fast, they don't even write their name on masking tape to put on their shirt. <laughs> Because the revolving door is open, spinning. Oh my lord, that's funny to me. It's, it's worse. I know you remember, but Tristan, does. you remember the banana splits? Yes. It was a car tank. Yeah, dogs or whatever, or elephant, and some other creature. I've never figured out in fifty years what it was, but we won't go down that Christian road. Probably, Christian, do you remember remember the banana split? The dessert. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not the show. Well, about the joke. Bingo, bango, wango. It's something. I'm like, bango, bango, wango. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, well, you're going incomplete. Thing. I mean, incomplete is actually a fair grade. No, that, I mean, I mean honestly, that should be everybody's grade because I mean, it really no one, is. No, but, I mean, it, I think it's fun. We just, we just play for fun of the the, the game. I mean, that's what I was saying. That's what, when you got upset with me because you call and called me Doctor Phil. But I just was re- reminding people that. That's this is just a fun game just to play around with because like you said it's talking season but no Tommy's right I mean every it's going it's incomplete because no one we can't assess anything I mean this staff has not coached anything together but the problem is Christian is that the the radicals out here and, and they know who they are it's like they only see crimson colors and and they won't see anything that could be a potential right and that's the thing. That's my problem. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Dallas, the Dallas fan base. I mean, Dallas was in my for almost 10 years, right? And I played them twice a year. But it's always a fun place to go play. I love playing them. They, they got the cachet. They, you know, it's the star. They, America's team. But the problem is, it's the fan base. And it's not all of them. It's the French 10. You hear me talk about it all the time. Alabama has a French 10 that... They don't. They can't see anything different. That's every but, fan base. I mean, Georgia. But I know that. That's I mean, why I call them the French Ten. And I said the problem is the French Ten. If you just have any kind of different of opinion, you're a hater. You don't like them. You're this and that, and they become delusional. And there's a pocket of delusional Alabama fans. Can we? Can I don't care. It's realistic. 
It's the French. It's the oh, majority right. of them is not them. You That's why I said the French ten, meaning ten percent. They're delusional, and they're going to only see positive. And to me. But why that's not the way you look you at so it. Much? If they want to look at it like that, 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 that they're entitled. Because to that. unrealistic, and that's what Tommy's saying. You know, it's like it's like incomplete, and that's nothing wrong with saying he. he always, why does Tommy have to preface? Well, I know they're gonna get mad with me by being honest, because he's a great fan. Nobody's been a fan longer than Tommy from Romulus. That man is a is an encyclopedia of Alabama sports. A hundred percent. Right. I, I get what you. And I, I appreciate that because it's like. If all you're going to, I mean, even media folk, and I'm just being honest. If I mean, I, I get when you, you, you cover a team, but the thing is, like, there's still sometimes you can say in a just way that, hey, this may not be as good. And it's okay. Don't mean that you don't want them to be good. Time I, well, is from I agree with same. you, and, that's, and, I, and I, I feel like I try to do, I, I, don't, I try my best not to sound way too partial or too biased, because obviously, man, I bleed crimson, but I try to uh, present things in, a, in yeah, a every coach way. is not a home run hire. I, I mean, not, but every I, mean, I haven't done but that. But certain media members will say, I don't care if it's Joe Blow from Tupelo, home run hire. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, dude, really? But his Wikipedia and he coached so and so. I mean, come on, but man. I think, That's I lazy. think your argument or your fight is you're picking it with the wrong people. I think, you, like you just said, like I'm I, not picking off fight. I'm just talking. No, it's but, not this, but what yeah. I'm saying is, I think when you come on our show and you do that. The people that aren't like that almost feel like you're just talking to everybody, but you just said it. It's a very small minority. French 10. I call them the French 10. So I almost just say, why do you even give that attention? That's, that's is, kind of my philosophy. Well, that's not mine. Tommy, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. We still well, it's time. Like, okay. I come from old school. I'm older than you. And, um, I'm like, I was always taught you take one day in time. I know people say, oh, that's a great shame. Well, of course it is. I mean, what coach have not used that line a hundred times in his coaching career or maybe a thousand times. I, I, I picked 10 and 2. I just gave him a realistic. Well, I heard several call, man, we don't go 12 and 0 and we don't get in the playoff. It's a failure. I'm like, no, it's not. No, and it's one crazy. coach, first year, Alabama, went, got 10 wins. Coach Ryan didn't do it. Coach Perkins, Coach Turk. I can go up to every last coach we have hired. Nick Saban didn't do it. He went 7-6. We are, we win 10 games, great. We win 12, great. I mean, well, that's I just, just people. To, oh, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, 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 no. Go ahead. Sorry. I, didn't, I thought you finished. Well, no. I like expectations. You need to set goals, but it's just like, well, man, we don't win 12 games. We don't beat Georgia. We don't get in the playoffs. We don't get in the blah, blah, blah. We suck. I'm like, no, we don't suck. We all about All right. I'm just, I'm like, I know a lot of people was mad with Bryce Young going to Lemon Team. He won the Heisman Trophy the year before. All right. We had a good year. I mean, it was a lot of growth, a lot of injury, a lot of things. And and we didn't have the right coaches or stuff. I am not a big fan of the former offensive line coach. Not Wolf, the one before was a pro. I think he said on his stuff just like the new coach from Boston College did last year. I'm like, yeah. guy did not know nothing about clock management in the Tennessee game. I'm screaming bloody murder at the TV. I'm like, run that freaking ball. Don't let Tennessee have the ball. They get the ball back. I'm like, they going to beat us. And they did. And I picked Tennessee that weekend. I was hoping they'd throw, but 
boy, was I burned the next Monday. I'm a fair weather fan, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't care if I'm a fair weather fan. I call it like I see it. I go with my guts. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm wrong 90% of the time. But you know what? It doesn't bother me. And it should, and I think that's what that's how you're supposed to do it. You should be optimistic and and supportive, but I mean, at the same time, I I don't think it. Like like you just said, if if people people that say that you should go undefeated every single year, they they don't have uh, any idea on just how difficult that is to do at a place like Alabama. And the reason I say it is, I I know you have all of us five stars that came here, all this, all the great coaches, but the difference here is. Do y'all not see who we play every year who's on our schedule? I get Michigan who's kind of running the table in, in the Big Ten. I get Washington with Coach DeBoer last year. You know, they, they were undefeated. And they, they played Oregon. I get that. But but at Alabama, man, I mean, our schedule is just different. In the SEC, I mean, every single week it's, it's, it's tough. Just like, think about it. When Clemson was, you know, running the table in the ACC, like, yeah, they were, you know, going undefeated in the regular season, but they weren't playing nobody. Here, we mean every single week you got a tough matchup in the F- in the SEC. So I think people got to be realistic. I mean, it, you know how hard it was to go undefeated in the regular season, even with Coach Saban as a head coach? If you have that kind of expectations for a new coach who's coming in who just lost some of his coordinators and coaches and some turnovers to the roster, he's still developing his culture, doing all that stuff, then you're just not being realistic with yourself. That's why I just urge people, man. Like, don't take it so seriously. I mean, be supportive. You should, you know, have pride. But at the same time, respect everybody's opinions and thoughts. Just because they don't agree with you or say something different doesn't mean, you know, they're disrespecting you or the, the team or anything. It's just, that's just their thoughts and opinions. I look at that, but I don't like that with everything, whether it's politics, whatever. I think, I think we need more of that. I think nowadays people are just way too sensitive. If it's not what you want to hear or what you agree with, everybody gets in an uproar instead of just saying, okay, that's that's their opinion. I respect it. This is mine. Done deal. But that's why I respect you, Tommy. You're well, not thanks. afraid to call it how you see call. it. I mean, I, I enjoy this. Y'all give me new insight. I mean, I don't want trimmed and colored glass all the time. The world is beautiful. There's peace in the valley. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, we go, I mean, really, I mean, I'm no... Ryan Pollock called me the guy in Ramblers that tell the kids to get out of his front yard and get off my grass. He said, why is that? I said, I'm running them off by now. I mean, you know. I love it. Listen, man, this is what talk radio, I love it. It's fun to me, and I like to, I like to draw this up because that's what makes great radio, and that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want Christian to group me all the time. I want him to disagree with me so we can, we can get great. And that's that's what it's all about. And it's like I want fans and I always. Sometimes you just, you know, you just agree to disagree and move on. But it has nothing to do with no hate. I mean, it's like I want Alabama to win every game. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that Joe from Tupelo is a good hire when I don't know nothing about him. And I can't sit and give a coaching staff an A- minus that's got two coaches, one who had a losing record at Buffalo, one that hadn't really coached for that long. The history's not that great at uh, South Alabama, right? You lose your two best coaches on offense, one that was raved about coming. The offensive line changing that, he's gone. How in the world does somebody sit there and say they're A-minus? I mean, that to me is shocking. Tommy from Ramos, we love you, brother. Thank you so much, man. All right, we'll talk to you later. We'll talk soon. KJ, another two zero five three four two ninety nine zero four. Tie one hundred point nine. Free app.
30 a.m. WTBC. We're the Mills Edge. We're the Tide. We'll be back. More your phone calls, app messages, wherever you want to go. Plus, Kaylin Abort was uh, talking to one Greg McElroy and Cole Kublik this morning. I want to uh, chime in on that where he is saying the state of the program is. 800-426-1886. 800-426-1886. That's 800-426-1886. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today 63. Clear tonight below 38. Tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. The high 69. Thursday increasingly cloudy. The chance of a shower by afternoon. Rain more likely Thursday night. The high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back here on a Talking Tuesday, 205-342-9904. No, let's hear what... Um, the head coach, Kaylin DeBoer, was on the radio down and I where's that station at, Chris? You've been on with Greg and um Cole a lot. Uh Birmingham. And in Birmingham Jocks. and um Jocks. And he's talking to McElroy and Cole. We got a little bit of what he had to say today. No, if you don't mind, just hear what uh the head coach, the new man in charge of the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Uh, we love who we have here, and and um, and you know, yesterday just being in the in the in the indoor, going through our fourth quarter workout, it was uh, it was electric. <laughs> like has that um, have made this culture what it is, and you know, gotten it to this point. Um, you know, they they got a little chip on their shoulder. I think uh, you know, there's a little bit of noise here and there that uh, you know they might hear, and we're going to use that to our advantage uh, just to help us be motivated, go to another level. Uh, Sounds like he's talking about you. <laughs> oh, you think he? What is he? Is he listening to me? He might be. He might have seen some of your little posts initially. No, I mean you, you huh. still said you thought he was a good hire, but I mean you were a little, you know, a little, little, little critical of some stuff. But no, nah, I'm just playing. He's not like that. But that's good though. That I mean, they're using that as motivation. I talked about earlier. I like that they uh, still are implementing the fourth quarter program and all that good stuff. But. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I, I said earlier, I like what's kind of brewing. You know, it's still waiting to kind of see. You know, I'm not, well, I don't even know why I have to say this. Like I've saved for you. I'm not painting rainbows, but I do, I do like what's, what's kind of slowly brewing up there. It's definitely kind of an adjustment. It's different, but everything I'm seeing and hearing is, is really been positive for the most part. You know, outside of, you know, having to keep replacing coaches, right? You know, that's, that's kind of a hassle, but. You know, I think the people that they brought in, you know, been been solid, and we'll have to wait and see. But I'll tell you this though, Co- Coach DeBoer, I, I have a lot of respect for him from uh, just what I've been seeing and hearing. I I I really like how he's gone about this. Again, he he doesn't strike me as arrogant. He doesn't strike me as uh, anything other than humble. You know, you know, wanting to learn, and and he's respectful. And I'm not just saying just how he's speaking, but just in terms of this place, because we all know this is a very special place, and I. I love how respectful he's been uh, in this transition. No, I mean, the man's a good man. I mean, Absolutely. If, if I sat down with Kalen DeBoer, we're probably going to have more in common than not in common, right? Uh, I know he's a, don't cuss and things like that. I know, but but things I say is not pearl. 
right? My what I look at is football is going to be football, sports and sports, right? I can I can respect somebody and appreciate that they're good people, right? And they probably going to do well just because they their work ethic and smart, do the right thing. But at the same time, you know, as an analyst, you look at the entire pie, and right now, I can, I, I honestly can say, and and again. I would say that if Kalen DeBoer was right here in front of my face, I don't like all the I don't like all the hires, and I think he could have done better in my opinion. Now, that's his job. That's why they pay him ten million dollars, not me. But the reality is, you just have to go out there and prove that people like me that have strong opinions are wrong, and and people like me will say I was wrong. Right? That's just the way it, that's the way it works. There might be a reason some of them was going to be that I'm going to be right on some things. I know I will. But the thing is, it's like it doesn't have anything to do with Kalen DeBoer. Alabama has a really good football coach who has one. I mean, 25 and 3 is nothing to sneeze on at a Division One program. I wasn't a fan of the Pac-12. Guess what? Most people that are Alabama fans weren't either until he became your head coach. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. We, we've been on the air, and I've been on numerous shows throughout the state of Alabama, Tennessee, the southeast, where the Pac-12 was made fun of, right? So there wasn't a whole lot of respect from that league. But now he's here, right? What can he do with this program, with all of the facilities, with all of everything he needs, right? He got at his disposal. So we'll see. But I do know one thing, it's not going to be easy. It's not plug and play. It's not, you know, the, the everybody else in the CC is going to go, oh, he went 25 and 3 and 100 and something and look at his Wikipedia record and going to be wild. What they're going to do is they're going to be, they're going to bring the fight. It's like it, it happens every week in the SEC. It's not, it's not easy. It's tough. And that's all I'm saying. And when you have to still establish yourself and the fact that you lost some great players, Right, you lost. Uh, so you lost now some great offensive coaches, per your standard, with Ryan Grubb and the offensive line coach. You just won the Joe Moore Award, right? You lost those guys. You just lost Ange and another coach just on yesterday. Three guys that you brought from Washington to Alabama. That's a big deal, and and you can't just overlook like it is nothing and it's plug and play for the next coach. It isn't. I mean, and the offensive line coach has been at about 18,000 places. I mean, you just overlooked that? Yeah, why, he's a good coach. Why, you saying, why, is that a negative, why is it a negative view? Because, I mean, that means you if you got I don't that think much. He, really he wasn't all over. He was at UNC for a while. I mean, yeah, he, he was, he but he, he's got a long laundry list of teams, bro. He's Go coached a long time. Team. I don't think you looked at it. He no, was at UNC for quite some time, and he was at Michigan. Four years, three or four years. Uh, four or five, and he was at Michigan State four or five. If anything, in this day and age with coaching, that's pretty consistent. That's okay. what I'm saying. I don't think, I, I think, I don't think you really dive into it. And I actually did some more research on him, and what I found was he actually had the, the, uh, semifinal, I believe, or one of the finalists for the Joe Moore Award winning offensive line. In 2021, which, yes, was Kenneth Walker, who was a very talented running back. Yeah. They still got to do their job. But, yeah, before you keep, you know, get, get all eager, like you're right, they also were the – he had a coach to finalist for the offensive line in, like, 2015 or 16. 
without Kenneth Walker as a start running back. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you really want to look, I mean, there, there, and there are some other good positive things about, you know, some of the units. No, that's positive. I'm just but, saying. But, see, but, but you I, can't I call think, him a home run high. Nobody said that, but what I'm saying now, is. Now, people did say that. The, you didn't say that. But people might have. But what that. I'm saying is, but you, so do you have an issue with that? Kind of some people going over to, over the top with some praise. But I, my issue for you that you probably need to start doing a better job of is looking at the whole picture. Right, like just like you. We made a freaking picture. I'll see this week. This is what you looked at, son. No, no, I mean, no, you're no, talking about no, like you I, no, 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 because uh, you didn't have the the any the uh, facts about the other Joe Moore. I don't father. care about that. But that's that's his that's his my, resume. My, my just, point like, is, just like I'll say this, like with Kalen the boy, like when you mentioned the twenty five and three of Washington, that I'm glad you brought it up. But also, but you're like, oh, I went, I home, went hundred. I was a pop pop one a coach of the century. Cause I didn't lose. I got a lot of championship out there where you played at a Polo Road. What the hell does that, that is? I mean, so everybody else played with little kids, but that made me the best coach ever. Uh, I wasn't finished with what I was saying. I don't know where you're going with that because that made no sense. <laughs> what I was saying was it's not just him in the Pac-12. Part of that, that record was him playing uh, in, in postseason games against you know, top ten teams, top five teams outside of the Pac-12, and beating those teams, as in Texas. I like Kevin the boys as coach. I know way. you do, but what I'm saying is, I urge you to kind of. You always talk about looking at the whole picture. Don't just look at what helps your argument. Look at the other side too. I think I feel I just feel like you leave out a lot of a lot of inter, important things when when you when you bring up your point. Okay, when you say when you say he was, what did he finish in the Joe Moore Award? He had two offensive line units that finishes like finalists for the Joe Moore Award. What my, my point was saying, I get it. If you want to say, oh well, they had Kenneth Walker, which still the offensive line has to has to freaking block. I get did you, you watch a really good did you run. Michigan State play. I did because you don't watch other football. I do. Um, Dude, did you watch, I watched his team. Part of that could be way. personnel. Did you watch every single offensive line he coached? I watch a lot of. of no, of, that's what I'm football. saying. You don't know the whole picture. I'm just saying, like to me, I I, I think he's a solid hire. He's a, a great recruiter. I just say, I, I just said it wasn't a home run hire. But, but, but let me ask you this though. I mean, like, it did it did every yeah. hire that Coach Saban made? Did you would you consider a home run hire when they hired Robert no, Ball last like year? Tommy Reese. When they hired Ron, Robert Ball last year, he came from a small school. I can't remember where it was. He didn't have a, a, a lengthy resume or wasn't the most impressive. A lot of Bama fans are like, who the hell is this guy? He ended up being a, a solid football coach. Another with Tommy Reese, with people were skeptical about. but nah, I was skeptical Pete, about it. Pete Golden they hired from UTSA. I like right? Pete Golden. Okay, but when they hired him from UTSA, I guarantee you if we put if we had our show at that time and they went and tabbed Pete Golden no, because from UT, I knew UTSA. Pete no, you I, I knew, Come on, yeah. man. You would have been like, who is this guy they're hiring to be defensive coordinator? No, at the Pete Golden was a Delta UTSA. State guy. Let me, let me just fill you in. You know that now. You did not no, know that. No, no, I knew that beforehand because I'm friends really good friend, one of Pete Golden's great friends who went to Delta State, was a doctor there. I've known Pete Golden from I go to the Mississippi, as you know the last 12 years to play in the golf and I've been known to Pete Golden who's an up-and-comer that Coach Saban loves. I've not known Pete Golden so that's a horrible example. That's not, a, ho that's not a horrible example. Cause yeah, that's because I've know, I known about at, Pete I'm Golden gonna, before look, I'm looking at Pete, Pete Golden's resume. 2006, Delta State. 2007 through 09, Tusculum. 2010-11, yeah. Delta State, 12-13, yeah. Southeastern Delta Louisiana, 14-15, Southern Miss, DB's coach. 16-17, yeah. he was the defensive coordinator that was uh, at UTSA. Then they hired him yeah. Alabama. I remember a lot of people like, what the hell? What are we doing hiring this sure, guy? They, but they didn't know him. I knew him personally. 
But what I'm saying is, I'm telling you, a lot of people, you might have thought, oh, he's a decent coach, which, again, of course, you're right. You uh, you prophesized that Pete Golden was going to win a national championship. I know people don't like Pete Golden now, but I'll reiterate what I've said before. Whether you like him or not and you thought what you thought about him, he was a very good football coach. Believe it or not, y'all can laugh at me for saying that, whatever you want, but go ahead and laugh at Coach Saban because he was the one that fought tooth and nail to keep him here because that was his guy. It wasn't all on Pete. So what you guys saw was not on Pete. Remember whose defense it is and who operates it. Now that he has some influence, but it wasn't entirely him. With that being said, when they hired him, people laughed at it because he was from a small school. All I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with, with people starting somewhere. That's why I think sometimes you got to look at the whole picture, the whole body of work. So Pete could have put up great numbers as defensive coordinator at UTSA, but According to your metric, you probably would say, UTSA oh, well, he's playing at UTSA. They're not playing at, dude, come on, man. Now you want to give them props, but you make fun of all these others. Like, you, you only pick the things that fit your narratives, man. Come on, man. You, you would not have said that. You say that now. Hindsight's 2020. Come on, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, bro. You, you just like stirring the pot. You don't, don't even do that. Don't, ah, don't KJ, do you're on hold. I will get Let's to you another two, five, three, four. Listen, <laughs> boy, I tell you what. You don't turn. You don't change. That would happen when you go down. You leave, and now you got. Oh, I ain't crimson. I ain't crimson. We'll be back in a moment, Mister Crimson. See if it makes sense for your business. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a free demo of the Townsquare Business Management Platform. Visit townsquarelocal.com. That's townsquarelocal.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I Welcome back. No, what is that? That's SZA. SZA? Yeah, you ever heard of SZA before? Nah. My goodness, she's like one of the big stars in the world right now. Really? Yeah. Yep. I mean, what what do y'all find this music? I mean, come on, man. I mean, she's like mainstream. I mean, like, it's not like finding this music. I mean, I, really I, like I mean, no, do you like, it's like Spotify, YouTube music, or like y'all, y'all just I'm, hear about it. Then you Social like, media, I mean, it's easy to find music on social media. I mean, if people are listening on the radio, or I mean, like, you, people like artists, you know, they're, they're waiting for artists to release music. I don't mean, I don't know. Like anything else, let's look at the KJ man. I want KJ to join in on this. No, you I'm need kidding. your help. Here, here's your little Listen, brother. Listen, I don't, I don't need help. I, look, I, I look, I, I spit facts. Whether you you think it's biased or not, it's not. I'm just, I'm just realistic about things. I'm not negative, Nancy, and I'm not sunshine pumper. I'm just calling it how I see it. KJ, let's let's get KJ in on this. KJ, what's going on, man? How are you today? I know you don't want to admit it, but your daddy a hater, man. You're just gonna have to put. Oh no, no, I have no problem. Look, look, I wouldn't, I won't call him a straight hater because I know he does genuinely. He loves Alabama, but I think he gets yeah, caught. He, he, he gets caught Alabama in his ways. No, listen, no, he gets caught in his ways of being so real or so tough. It's that that old school toxic tough. masculinity. I'm talking about I can't. Nah. I just, I'm, so I'm being an apologist by telling people just to keep an open mind. I used to think I used to think that's what it was, but now it's nah. <laughs> I no, no. What you, what you, you, what you need to realize is you are just a homer. No, I'm not. He's, I'm he's not, not a homer. Though. KJ Dunn, come I off as a homer. Yeah, you no, is a I homer. Tell him, I tell it like it is. You look for uh, everything negative 
like anything that could fall like you're like what can I find that would be negative about this okay I said Caleb Boyle was a good coach I liked him as a coach is that negative and the negative part that you brought up to that was he came from the Pac-12. Like, what, bro? Like, what is that? No, I, I didn't say that. See, that's what, that's how, that's how you young knows. people do. You spend no, something no, no. to say. I did never said that. I said, you said, I said the lack world. of respect for me and other folks that's around, like you too, used to not be a fan of the Pac-12. Everybody talk how bad, and everybody in the freaking country would say how bad the Pac-12 was, right or wrong. That, yeah, at the time. But what you're leaving out is Oregon, right, Oregon, the Oregon football teams that he beat multiple times is is uh, it is a lot different. They they have Alabama philosophies on defense. If we're being honest, yeah, right? but the overall and, conference, and, the overall and, conference, uh, that's fine. But you're also leaving table. out the fact that when he played out of conference games against even better competition, a la Texas and start, he you. also won those games. You're not you're not including let's that. Let's put this on the table. Let's put this on. If Watson played Alabama's SEC schedule last year, they would be favored in a majority of those games. KJ, what you are forgetting is, you know how many one-score games that Washington had last year that where they barely won? They, they, they won those I games. hate this. No, 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 no. How many games did they have barely won and a field goal at the end? In the Pac-12. So you want to tell me that the SEC wasn't better than the Pac-12? Well, I'm not getting at SEC versus. I'm not. I'm talking about the head coach with his ability to coach the people that he has right there with his players. He overachieved with them. You can put that wherever you want to put it. He overachieved with the talent that he had. He overachieved one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And who developed him? And, and three of three of the best wide receivers. Who which are, and him? so don't tell me overachieved. How do you say you overachieved? Maybe they, they I think they might have been one of the favorites to win I mean, the, the Colorado, Colorado had one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They only won four Yeah, but they had no the offensive so. line, though. Come on, you can't so even put So what that means is it takes more than just a quarterback. Before the season, you said Washington was going to make it to the national championship. No, you didn't. Stop it. They overachieved. I never said that. I know you didn't. They overachieved last year. <laughs> well, I think everybody would have said, you would have probably said Michigan overachieved. And then you said that South Carolina. You would have said Alabama overachieved. That's how I, That's when I knew it. When you said South Carolina coaches, you gave South Carolina a better grade than us. That's well, who's, let me, besides Kalen DeBoer, who's who's better off? Uh, you got a better running back coach, a better receiver coach at Bama. Let's go down line. Who's Do you know that the receiver coach at South Carolina was OC at Texas A&M, and he's been at many major as OC? Who has he put in the league? Tell me some receivers that he put in the uh, league. Go look at A&M. You don't think they got players in the league? You don't think Florida got no, receivers me, in the league? Know I don't know the names. Go look it up. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan like that. I don't go I don't go run around 18-year-olds oh, if they're in the league. I mean, so, so you can go do it. But I know Florida and I know Texas A&M have put receivers in the league. Oh, but he didn't go to all those schools? Like what you just said about the offensive coordinator? I said that's not mentioned two schools, O.C., Joe Dickenmiller's 38 years in the NFL, a special teams yeah, every coach. coach yeah. Every coach has been to most of the okay. schools. I mean, so don't act like, like you, you got a staff that everybody's kicking the doors down to have at Alabama. I mean, that's what, uh, I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They were coaches at previous schools? What do you mean? I think that Marquise Link, um, Maurice uh, Linquist can get a job at another NFL None of them coaches on Alabama. Come on, man. None of them coaches right now 
on that staff, Nick Saban would have hired himself with Brian Grubb and the offensive line coach. Same Beamer would fire Coley for Stepford right now if he thought he can get him. Do what? You can you hear me? Nah, I didn't hear that. I said same Beamer will fire Coley right now if he thought he can get Shepard. Man, he's crazy. Because <laughs> you know it's true. Now I mean, Shepard, I mean, besides the three guys you just talked about, tell me what Shepard put in the league. Tell me who has what's it called to put in the league. And he, remember, no, I can he tell you that. Remember, he, remember, I he can tell you that. Purdue too. Remember, he produced receivers at Purdue too. I mean, I, I like Shepard. I think he's a good coach. I think he has a great upside. But I'm saying, all as a staff, you act like you act like you got you got the goat staff. You know when Christian was playing. I mean, I come on, act dude. Like no, I that's what you have. Like, like, oh, they just better than like you know, you know nobody you know but say, Alabama you know, fans let me, say that. No, but let me say this though. You know what I'll say about this whole coaching thing? I, I think it's honestly it's pointless. And then here's why. I, I'm gonna be straight. I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna sit here and do that. But I think sometimes people get caught up with names a lot in this business when it comes to coaches. And a lot of coaches get credit for things that they didn't really have much doing, right? Again, I'm not naming names, but there's no, a number. You can name, name. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But what I'll say is there, there's a handful of coaches, <laughs> even that have been here, that get a lot of credit for things. And people think, oh, man, we need this guy. And I'm going to tell you, behind the scenes, that coach wasn't worth crap. And it's not. I'm not taking so a shot at anybody. This? I'm just saying that sometimes. Can you answer this one. Yes. Can you answer this one. Well, and if it's I'll wrong, see. You we'll see. What is Derek Ensley really like that, or was he like really like a headache? Oh uh, no no no. He was a, he was a solid coach. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he rubs some people wrong. I don't I know. Who called a man name out and asked a man a question, KJ? What do you mean? No, 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 no. I said no. he completed the film. I said he completed the film. No, 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 no. I know. I, I like DA. No, 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 no. That's, that's I, no, no, no. no, no. I, I like I like DA. Now, what I'm saying is, a, a, maybe a DV's perspective might be different because they worked with him full time. To me, though, he he was a solid coach. Now, I, I like Carl Scott. Now, Carl Scott oh, was a damn good coach. Scott. You know what I'm saying? But but like I'm not talking about those guys. I'm saying there there are some other guys though that that have these big names in the coaching world that everybody. You know what? I don't even know. I'm not going to put. I, I'll That's say true. this though. And then they went, they, they went and recruited other year awards and everybody in staff, they're like, you didn't do none of that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, so, not yeah. even as we're recruiting though, but like, I'll just say this, like, think about it. We, we've had some big, this is all I want to say. I'll leave it here. We've had some big name guys as analysts on staff here at Alabama in recent years. Why don't you think they're hired somewhere else? Now, I'm not saying any specific names because I'm friends. I'm just saying. So that just goes to show you. It's not always about the name or how many places you've been because you can put two and two together. There's been a couple analysts that we've had who've got big names. They've, they've been head coaches. They've been coordinators. And I hate to say it, but they're probably not what you would think. But, again, the some people, without you really being with them or behind the scenes, you wouldn't understand that. And that's fine. All I'm saying is I think we get caught up too much with, oh, well, this guy was here. He did this. Hey, about so the half, name is half, half the time. Yeah, I was, well, no, but sometimes these coaches aren't even even what they, they their reputation says, man. And well, that, because because yeah. the because of the world of social media that we live in, you got all of these. Everybody's an expert now. Everybody's an expert on X. Everybody's an expert on TikTok, and they tell you. I mean, everybody's a media personality. 
That, I mean, that's what I'm just saying. It's like this stuff gets lost. I'm just going to keep it real with you. I'll say I know stuff. I just don't say it. But my point oh, is. I say it. I say it. I hope I get inside trading because I'm going to tell you. Nah, well, you <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say it. But my point is, oh. it's like this. I'm just kidding. Okay. Every, every one of them coaches, besides that you weren't crimson, don't have the same respect for your staff. Many of them. I mean, so my, my point is this. You can say what you want to. I hope they do well. I hope Kane Womack does well. I ain't buying it. I hope he's sitting Nick Saban's office like he's a fifth, fifth grader. I ain't going to lie to you. I hope he sits down at Nick Saban's office like he's a fifth grader with a lollipop in his mouth and asking him every type of question he can ask him. Because what his reality is... But this knowledge, that's more than just Matt Zone. There's <laughs> wisdom and, and, and many other things that you can learn and grow from. Listen, right. this staff is young. This staff don't have the resume. I'm more about the resume, right? And my thing is, I like Kalen DeBoer. I like who he is as a person. I think he's going to do great. He's but a I don't good know coach, gonna... too. He's a good person and he's a good no, coach. He's a good coach. He's no, a he's a good coach. No, I said he's, he's a good, good coach. coach but okay, I, I said he's a good coach, but don't think he's just going to show up to Tuscaloosa in this conference called the freaking SEC and you just win. Okay, this is not the Pac-12. This it is not the ACC. This is like, not this the group of five. I think you think that Alabama fans are going to be running around with their heads caught on because we lose a game or something. No, no, no. Like, yes, you will. will okay. Whatever I hear. Be okay. I mean, that's it. Will be okay. You've been a South Carolina fan. Y'all haven't been relevant since how long? Like, how, we're going to manage like you manage. No, listen, man. no, no. Because you're delusional. Because you're delusional. No, I, I listen how you talk. <laughs> Uh, we, I don't care. As Chris said, I don't care. I sleep good with whatever. My name is Jersey, everything. Retire, all oh, that's no. in that building. I saw, you, okay? I saw you one time on that Miller's Edge when y'all lost the game. And how you was watching that game, you was upset. <laughs> I'm not going for that. I'm not no, I pull for them. I got pulled for Bama. But I, I, I'm going to go to sleep, bro. I'm going to go to sleep. See, me I'm, hey, hey, I done put my work in. Right? See, y'all, y'all a bunch, y'all, some of y'all a bunch of folks that you, you yell and scream, but you don't have a choice to them to put, you can just scream. We done, bit, we done did our part. Don't, don't come at me. I'm, I'm, I'm just fans. being real don't with you. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to come, I listen. I'm one not scared of nobody, bro. I call it like I said, but my point is, you ain't going to, I mean, not you, I'm just saying in general, you ain't going to tell me because I done put that blood, sweat, and tears in, and nobody well, can take that. Too. We right, and so it's different. It's different, no. but you're not the expert. You're not the expert. I love you, but well, you ain't the expert, I, I bro. This ain't this ain't mad PlayStation. I got a group chat that that's all we talk about is football. I know, fact, I know, I'm just messing with you. I know. I you think. Do. Um, what do you guys think about the um, the IG Live video yesterday? That's what I was hinting at, uh, Christian, in my app message. Oh, um, you talking about them doing fourth quarter? Yeah, when Hodges went on, I, I seen something. Yeah, yeah, when he did the uh, IG live thing, I don't think that yeah. went over well. Well, 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 two, well two, did you like the drill? Did KJ? Did you like that drill? It's, it's, Man, that's a football drill. Hey, well, I was about to say, <laughs> you, you see, no, 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 I, I'm getting used to everything on social media. I'm, I'm look, the teams that I played on, we used to pick on. Not we. we look, the, it didn't go well. We had guys on the team that that flaunted every single thing in the locker room on social media, and they used to, to 
that used to get handled inside a locker room. But now, you know, it's different. I mean, all, a lot of guys are on social media showing stuff. Now it's just kind of different to me seeing a staffer post. And I, I get it, it's good for fans to be able to see the things they've been wanting to see, how things go on. But at the same time, it's just the live. I think they might have got handled, Christian. I think they might have got handled by the captain. Oh, so. really? I was about to say that. Going on live during that, because I'm not going to lie. You can't do that, Fourth quarter to us is sacred. I know they put, like, the whole, like, the promo videos out with the little clips. That's fine. But, like, we're, when we're in there, bro, like, it, it, it legit is something where we, like, that's where you build mental fortitude. That's where you're really grinding, going at it. You don't want, like, everybody just seeing everything. Like, little highlights here and there is cool, but, like, well, the coach, the coach once much. told me that they're scared to say certain things in the locker room. They're scared because people do. You don't know when somebody got their phone out. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't know what's, what's going on. You, like, you know, the locker room, and, and KJ, I'm cutting up with you, but the locker room is, is, is that's a sanctuary, brother. That's sanctity there. And to me, this, these kids don't understand this. Like, why are you putting this stuff out? Something you gotta keep kid, in it house. It was a staffer. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, kid, but my point is, it don't need to be I'm out there. Like, yeah, when I go do, do your story, thing, man. Well, my friends do tell me previous stories about, like, I feel like that is, like, I'm like, yo, like, that would have been amazing to see. Like, I want to see when, if Stewart jacked up a head coach or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, a coach. Or of course, like, you, yeah, you want to see it. That's going to go on World Star, but we got to keep that in house. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to lie. We used to have people gonna throwing be, hands during four KJ going to have all alive. the girls and saying he, he going to put his head on one of them dudes like he was in that drill. I know what he's doing. <laughs> What? Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, whoa, whoa. KJ, you know how you what? take your face and put on a person like you, you got the Alabama heat. KJ going to be like, I'm doing those drills. And one no, is three no, pieces. No, 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 no. Nah, my girls know what I am. I don't know how to play. KJ, I'm just messing with you, man. Come on, man. You got to loosen it up. I handle bro. the moves. I handle the moves. They know I'm not. If you want the football player, get back. I, I got the business, though. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone for you make me say something the Lord is not gospel. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I got to catch, catch y'all guys at 8-8. I think I'm going to come down for 8-8. Catch you guys. Yeah, though. do that. Listen, we'll, man. We're going to go hang out. Work, I ain't going to smoke a cigar, but I'm going to go. I'm going to sit there and, and you're going to get this. We're going to have some good football. Bring your little group chat dudes, too. I want all I of got them. Some, I got some stories. I got I want I want to hear the story about who and why did Darius Stewart jack up Blank coach. <laughs> there you go, KJ. Go on, KJ. We got to go, man. We got to break. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, Doc. All right, KJ. <laughs> I think what Lord, we need to just do is just, just, let's just roll to the to 55, then we'll end it there, and then just do a double that way because we kind of went over, which is fine. I'm glad we got KJ on here because you need somebody to kind of I don't need somebody to argue with. That's what I'm saying. You ain't talking no sense to me. No, no, I'm just saying, I I think it's good for you to uh, see, because that's what we're saying. I love it. This is what I do. I've been doing this 25 years. We know you do. We we know you do. We know. I I think that's your whole goal. I ain't backing down. I am old school. I ain't backing down for nobody. It's not no, no, this, I ain't backing down, but listen, but, I ain't never been scared. I went from Pageant to the city. Listen, brother, I didn't get there. Scared. Ain't nobody listen, I stand on what I say, and I'll stand on what I say, whether you like it or not, what I said on this radio, or I can say it right to your face. It's just what it is. I'm about being real. And, and so but I do it just for fun. I, 
that's mm-hmm. that's cool. But I give you, I give, oh god, who put him on? Period. All right, we'll we'll say no. He's got to, he's shaking his head. Look, I will say this though, it's no different though. Just like I'm sure people that work for corporate companies or whatever, they they want to keep it real. But there's some things that you just kind of you know you you keep in. Well, when you pay I, me when you pay me seven figure, ten million, I, I, oh, I know how to do that. Oh, but when you get when you, when you're getting paid nothing, it's. I've got a reputation to uphold, but real quick, Performance Direct, Performance Off-Road Direct, you guys know the drill. For all your lift kits, wheels, and tires, head on over to Performance Off-Road Direct right here in Northport, Alabama. They'll take great care of you. My guy Michael will get you situated. A large selection of wheels, tires, mud tires, all trains, everything you can think of right there. I got my, my Tundra that they got looking really nice. They got a nice rough country lift on there. They've got all those dealers that they can get a hold of and, and get you situated. So head to Offer Performance Direct right now in Northport, 4751 Lakewood, Lake Sherwood Lane, Northport, Alabama. Contact Michael at 205-310-1823. Again, that's Offer Performance Direct. Contact, contact them now. It's been a great show. we got to get out of here. Ryan Fowler on the game coming up. Coach DeBoer is going to be Ryan Fowler, 5 o'clock. That's right, 5. So make sure you tune in. Again, this has been the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are the home of Alabama sports. We'll see you guys tomorrow.